This is Callie Farkson, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. There we go. Uh, all right. March, uh, what is it? March 15. Man. Yep. Can't, I mean, holy smokes. The, the time, you know, they tell you when you're younger and you get older, they're like, oh, time goes faster the older you get. And you don't really quite understand it uh, until you're in like, di- well, I didn't quite really understand it until like my late 20s and early 30s. Where I was like, holy smokes, like an entire year went by and I think I did a few things. <laughs> I think, <laughs> like I think I think some things, I mean, I know I did a lot, but man, it feels like I, I paid attention to some of it. Um, all right. Yeah. So March 15, it's a, it's a Thursday. March Madness is underway. It uh, sure is. And it's already given us an upset. Uh, yeah, which you're talking about Lo- uh, Loyola uh, upsetting Miami. I have Loyola uh, in my bracket. Um, yeah. So I got that one. I missed Oklahoma. I had Oklahoma mm. upsetting R- Rhode Island, um, and it looked logical good for, choice. Yeah, it looked good for a while, um, and then Gonzaga, who I have going into the Final Four, uh, gave me a scare um, <laughs> with uh, with make, letting it get close towards the end. Uh, oh, I also had South Dakota st- State. That was another upset that I had. You got to you know, d- to be competitive. I mean, I'm in two pools. I'm in a family pool for fun, and then I'm in an office pool. Uh, for uh, I think it was a ten dollar buy in that one, and so and you got to you got to choose some some reasonable upsets, you know, if you want to uh, want to make it be different in the field. And um, where I feel okay is the upset or the games that I missed are not games in which the winner of that would have I had going any further than the next round. Yeah. So uh, I'm still good there. Duke, uh, Villanova. Gonzaga and UVA are my final four, uh, and I have Duke winning it all. What do you got? I also have Duke winning it all. I think I have UVA, UNC, and then somebody else that I don't know off the top of my head here. Yeah. But that uh, I have Duke winning it all as well because, you know, the ACC just looks good again this year. Yeah. Look, UV- I have West Virginia is my other one. Okay. Yeah, West Virginia's gonna. They they have a tough uh, tough offense for people to um uh, to plan for, especially with such short time between games. Uh, okay, enough of basketball. Let's get on to soccer. Um, let's start with something that was I think I just saw tweeted two hours ago. Uh, there are new official jerseys for 2018, and at first I was like, oh, and now I'm looking. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I I dig them. How do you feel? I love them. Kelly actually texted me right uh, right after I got off the plane. It was like, oh, I'm excited about the jerseys. If they're anything like the preview uh, shows, they'll be cool. And, you know, the, the preview, I looked at the preview. I'm like, oh, these are going to be so nice because they're different than everybody else. Um, they are different than anything they've done in the past. And... Once I saw the real things, I was like, these are nice. Um, Like I said, I just think that it's nice to have something that's different than everybody else because right now it looks like there's a similar kind of color wave um, template going on out there. And I'm glad that the spirit somehow arranged to get something different. Uh, I can tell where people are going to get a little bit 
um, upset about probably the the stripes. Not always everybody's favorite, but I personally like them, and I think the the colors are nice. Yeah, I'm not. So that's that's where my original like oh, and then when I after I was like oh, you know what I, I dig that because I'm, I'm the same thing. I'm I'm on the stripes. I'm uh, cautious. Uh, yep. But uh, after after three seconds of taking it in, uh, I agree. And uh, Bledsoe's uh, jersey uh, has some. Those cool are interesting. Cool yes. On the sleeve, yeah. So, um, looking forward to the spirits uh, using those. Um, all right, in no particular order. Look, I even just accidentally exited out of out of one of them. I mean, that was, <laughs> okay. Um, this one was March first. I think we talked about that one. Um, uh, the spirit, I think. The last number I saw, 4,000 tickets yeah. sold for the home opener. Um, uh, that was Richmond. Oh, that's, that's for Richmond? That's Richmond, yeah. Oh, that's man. for this weekend. Holy smokes. Yeah. All right, so how do we do we, what do you think? Do we think that's a Richmond thing? Do we think uh, – if you were to give me a pie chart um, or I don't know why – if you give me some sort of uh, measurement, yeah. uh, what percentage of that do you think is getting into the Richmond area and the Richmond uh, locals uh, wanting to go out and see a match? And how much of that is current fan base or past fan base excited about the new season? So – I think it's a little bit of, of a variety of things. Um, you, the location of the Plex is difficult for people that live outside of like Northern Virginia to get to. Um, I think that if you live outside of like Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax or Loudoun, it's just a pain to get up there and it's not worth the drive necessarily. Um, so being in Richmond gives pretty much the rest of Virginia an opportunity to actually see the game. Uh, I also looked it up, and it's almost exactly halfway between where um, the Courage play and the Plex. So I think um, it being oh, an, it's about an hour and a half each way. So I think you're going to also get a lot of Courage fans that'll say, hey, I'm in the northern part of North Carolina, that's not a horrible drive. And for a Saturday to go see some quality soccer, um, I think that's also something that is attracting people. So I'm not 100% sure what it all is, but if I had to guess, that would be what I would think is really the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I now realize that it was that uh, that it was that reasonable of a distance for courage fan base yep. to get to that's uh that that's that's probably a def, def, decent chunk of that uh of that pie um i think uh the did the regular season come out before the last time or was that something that's, re- that's happened since our last episode no that came, that came out that had, that yeah. had come out that's right okay um uh Rose Lavelle uh, talked to the uh, Spirit uh, Media about, um, by Spirit Media, me and their staff, uh, looking forward to a year-round chemistry with the Washington Spirit and the women's national team. Um, let's just let's. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, the the maybe obvious pros and cons, and then maybe not, maybe a less thought of pro and con uh, if you can think of, think of one of having uh, a handful of national team players now and having an active year preceding the uh, the Women's World Cup? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the pro is you have a lot of players that have played together, uh, especially over the past year and a half. Uh, obviously a con would be when they have friendlies coming up here. Um, it, it's going to take away a good chunk of your, your squad. I think the nice thing that the Spirit did a couple years ago for the World Cup is they built a strong foundation without the national team players so that if players did leave to go play, um, they weren't hurting from that. And it'll be interesting to see um, what that kind of looks like this year leading up to the, the World Cup. I think one thing that has already been shown is... Um, the national team players for the Spirit really haven't gotten in until this week in practice. I know that um, Friday before uh, the game the other day, they came in but weren't training. And so none of them played on Saturday's game. So that's kind of where you're going to run into some issues is you're going to have a big chunk of your team gone. But I think... Jim has a, a good idea of how to work around that. And obviously with the reserves, you're going to have people that are in and out of practice every day that will be able to slide right in if national team players do go away to camp. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, re- single game tickets uh, for the 2018 season uh, went on sale um, if you look at the schedule, uh, Saturday, August 25th against the Portland Thorns still mm-hmm. says to be announced uh, as far as a location. We are still, uh, as far as we know, the Spirit are still pursuing the opportunity of possibly playing at the new, was it, it's Audi Field, right? At the DC yep. United Field? Yeah. Yep. Um, what do you think? You think that's going to happen? Um, I know that I read a, a piece by Stephen Goff the other day talking about um, the DC United playing at the Plex this upcoming weekend. So he mentioned in there that that is still the plan. They're still trying to get a contract in place. Um, I think that would be huge if they could do that. It, it kind of goes back to my point earlier about the Plex kind of being out of the way for people that don't live in, in Northern Virginia. So I think that would be, that would be huge if they could wrap that up. And, you know, with DC United playing at the Plex, it's almost like scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. Um, I think that that would be nice if they could do that and get a little bit of everybody's fan base to see a little bit of a different type of soccer than they're used to. Yeah, so I, I live in uh, I live in Alexandria, uh, south of the Beltway, and it takes me about an hour to get to the Plex. Yep. Um, and you know, for most people in the area, that isn't seen. You know, like they're like that. I think there's plenty of us like that. But if you think about a two hour round trip, and then when you're media, you're there, you're hanging around for you know extra thirty to forty five minutes, possibly an hour if it's a if it's a um, if it's a big game. And uh, that becomes a big chunk of, of your afternoon and your evening. Um, becomes a late night, and uh, <laughs> on the motorcycle, sometimes it gets a little, <laughs> little chilly on the way home. But um, that's, that's probably actually the best part is, is the motorcycle ride when it's nice enough for that. Um, 
Yeah, I'd be super stoked uh, to be able to go to uh, Audi Field, especially. Uh, I can't. I may go to a DC United game before that, but if not, it would be cool for uh, my first uh, visit to Audi Field to be as a member of the media. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, what do we got here? Uh, three spirits. Three spirit players play the starting eleven. Mallory Pugh scores. Uh, for the national team and a draw against France in the She Believes Cup. Um, one, real quick, uh, for those of you that may partake in the uh, the gaming of sports, uh, France was a full, I think, half-goal underdog in this, and uh, I thought that was uh, absurd, and uh, France uh, proved me right. Um, <laughs> Mallory Pugh, I mean, is, is Mallory Pugh as good as this I know she played last year but she played half of a season on a team that was struggling to find chemistry and she was still doing national team stuff I feel like this is truly her I feel like this is really like her her true debut right in 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 the NWSL I mean has the rollout to this season been worth it is she she's worth the hype right she she is the real deal yeah I mean uh, she's consistently proving herself, and I think she had a great rookie campaign, and that's why she was up there in the final three for Rookie of the Year voting. But I'm excited to see you know, her playing with Rose Lavelle, her playing with Andy Sullivan, um, a combo that I think is not talked about enough but should be really interesting to see going forward is her and Estefania Benini. I mean... Uh, you look at that Orlando game back in June, and Benini and Pew, if they can get some more time together, they're going to be one of the most dangerous duos in the league. Nobody's going to be able to take them off the ball and, and stop them on the dribble. So that's something to to look forward to, and I think she can only improve as she gets into the league more because she'll be with people that actually are at her level and can push her every day. If I told you at the end of the season that one of those two players led in assists, which 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 player do you think is dishing out the dimes for the other one to score? I'm going to say Benini just because I know she had two on Mal's goals there. So I'm going to say Benini. Yeah. Uh there were times, uh, and I know I've mentioned this a handful of times on, on the show, that two years ago in, in the the, uh, the year that the Spear went to the finals, um, there were games where Benini was was clearly the best player on the field and it wasn't yeah. even close. Um, and if she, if she can perform like that again and Pew continues to perform that, the way that she can, uh, I know we're all kind of sick of the, the 19-year-old narrative, um, but do do remember that at 19 years old she has 32 international caps yeah right like that's it's nuts um should she stay healthy we're 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 looking at uh we're looking at an incredible uh incredible development of of a or the, the development of what could be an incredible career uh all right what do we got here um new preseason roster came out yep um, uh, I want to make sure that I don't. Uh, there's only been one update since our last one, right? I don't want to accidentally talk about this twice. Right. Um, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think there's only been one. Um, 
the one thing I will, the one thing I want to say about the the uh, the new roster, uh, I really hope that Matty Huster uh, ends up on the final roster because yeah. I have a real. I'm already thinking of shirt ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so should she stick around, uh, and should she be interested in in uh, help in designing a shirt uh, or having a shirt designed? Uh, I think there's uh, there's some fun things to, to do with her. That would be. Unique to her, and and not um, you know in no way piggybacking off of Tori's uh, Tori's design. Definitely unique to her, um, but um, ones that we can enjoy that you know feed into the idea that there's two Houston's on, on the team. She played uh, she played well in the preseason game the other day. Um, I was very excited to finally see her play because it's been a couple years since I've been out to a reserves game to see her. So. Um, Great to see her in a in a spirit uniform. Yeah, so uh, the and I, I suppose we buried the lead on not talking about the recent uh, <laughs> preseason game, eh. um, but uh, you know, of course, we're going to get there. Um, one thing, the in the updated roster, they officially announced that Shayna Williams will be unavailable for the twenty eighteen season uh, due to pregnancy. Um, and like we mentioned last last time, uh, disappointing for the spirit. Very cool for Shayna. Yep. Um, I mean, looking at this roster, it is like it—it's—it it just feels really cool <laughs> to be to be a, to uh, to be a fan of this team and, and to uh, um, to to be able to watch this team and and I I don't I'm I'm trying not to get too excited because I know there's a lot of melding that still has to go on and a lot of chemistry, but um, I think that's one thing that we are confident in this team is their ability to to bond. Um, Speaking of bonding, did you see they did, they did an escape, escape room? Escape room, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. They didn't say if they got out or not. It made me wonder. <laughs> got to gotta find out on that. That's very important information. Yeah. like I, It made me wonder because no one was like, yeah, we did it. They were just like, this was a fun team building exercise. And I'm like, fun in a way of like, you didn't make it, but oh, well, we're fun. I don't know. Um, the preseason game, you were there. I was not. Uh, Mallory Eubanks scored. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she did. T- yeah. Tell us about what you saw. Well, first of all, I was so cold. It was, uh, it was not a warm one. But uh, other than that, you know, it was always, always good to get back out there. Um, Eubanks' goal was a thing of beauty. Um, I was a little worried when. They went down one to nothing in about the seventieth minute, but uh good to see them come back, get a goal tied up. Um Jim Gabara was pleased but also acknowledged there's a lot to be done still. Um said it's very hard because they were missing a good chunk of players, um, that you can't really you don't have the numbers to do things 11 v 11 so they've really had to work smaller sides which one of the things he mentioned was they haven't been able to do um like free kicks or corner kicks set plays so that he wasn't surprised that that was how they gave up their goal uh it was good to see all three goalkeepers get in and other than that you know just kind of getting the preseason jitters out of the way Oh, Joe made her return, so always, always good, good for that. Yeah. Um, great to see her back out there in the starting eleven. So, uh, 
She played. You know? uh, she played a full first half. She did. Um, it was uh, Matt, Maddie Huster came in in the 46th minute. Uh, how did how did uh, second Huster look? You know, I, I'm I'm loving it. Um, I think it'll be so cool to to see having them them both there. Uh, Jim talked about it at the draft, I think, about how this has really never been done uh, bef- before because uh, you get twins in there sometimes, but leagues have not been around long enough to have a seven-year gap in in age for the sisters. So I just I really hope that she sticks around, and if not, then definitely stick around in, in the reserves because she will be used at some point this year, I'm I'm sure. Um the the goalkeeper um situation is that Bledsoe started, uh Didi came in thirty second minute, uh Weiss in minute sixty. The goal was given up in the sixty sixth minute. Um what what are your what are your thoughts on any of those goalkeepers and and their performances? Anything to read into Didi coming in before Weiss? What what are your thoughts there? Um, I thought Bledsoe made a couple good plays, not necessarily saves, but just good position wise. Um, something that I noticed about Bledsoe that really was good to see was. Anytime she was kicking or punting the ball, it was staying inside the lines, which both keepers last last season seemed to struggle with at points. Um, I don't think there's really anything to read into Didi coming in second. Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend, um, just because if... Kelsey isn't fully healthy. I think that'll play a big role in it. But uh, seeing the three of them split time did not surprise me. And they each got pretty much the same amount of time. And I think that that was just to see how they do. I think this week will be especially interesting since they are playing an NWSL team that has already played three preseason games, I think, before this. What I'm interested to see is the the Spirits' shots on target, um, not only this week but early on in the season. That is where the Spirits struggled immensely uh, last season. Did not put a lot. The percentage was there when they got it. When they got a shot off, it was uh, it was on target. But the the amount of shots was down, and the amount of uh, shots on target were uh, were down. Um, and then, as the season went on, the that that percentage uh, started to, uh, to to shrink as well. Um, Francisco Ortega is one of the most accurate shooters that we have. Um, and with you know, you know, if you think of a front line that involves her and, and Benini and Pew, like we were talking about, um, you can only ho- you can only assume that that that's a part of what the Spirit struggled with so much last season. That's that's almost. I don't want to say guaranteed, but it would be hard to, hard to imagine that it can't that it won't improve. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the shooters they've got this year, and you you'd hope. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, especially Havana Salon looked good last game as well as Benini. So um, hopefully they can bring some some good shooting into into the start of the season. 
And then we mentioned the we mentioned the She Believes Cup uh, match against France. Uh, the the women's team won the She Believes Cup uh, yes. with a one nil victory over England. Uh, who got that goal? Why can't why don't I see who got that goal? It was an own goal. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Yes. That's right. It Millie was a, Bryant. Oh, that's that's that hurts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> own goals just have to be. One of those things, especially when your team loses and you had an own goal, even if your own goal it wasn't like the deciding goal, it has to be something that just sort of bothers you for for a dumb amount of time. Um, I can only I, I it would bother me, uh, so I can and uh, and I can't imagine um, you know at least that night right you just have to be thinking like man if my foot just wasn't right there. Um, Pew got her thirty third international cap. Uh, she played 91 minutes before being subbed off in a sub stoppage time. What are your thoughts overall and what you saw in the uh, the games in the in the Sheep Believes Cup? Um, not only in not just with uh, with Pew, but with uh, maybe um, with uh, with Smith and um, Sullivan, uh, maybe even uh, you know the the national team overall. Yeah, I think this is always a a good test to see where the team is as a whole, but especially the players. Um, I did not have high expectations going into this because last year was kind of a disaster. Um, they did not do well. I think they came in last. So um, I was pleasantly surprised when they ended up winning the whole thing. But, you know, one of those things that uh, right before preseason – it's always good to get some quality playing time in, but I also hate that it happened and took so many uh, players out of preseason. But, you know, I thought Pew looked all right in, in her games. Um, There's a few times where I thought she went a little quiet. Um, Smith got absolutely destroyed in the France game and had to be subbed out early. But other than that, you know, just just good, uh, solid warm-up heading into the season, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jordan, this is this is a wonderful time to alert our listeners that uh, yes. we, we have created a Patreon page. We have. That's right, patreon.com slash spirits. Uh, it is going to, we, there isn't, uh, well, there really isn't anything there yet. Um, but it is going to be, uh, we are getting there. Um, <laughs> it is established. The, there are three, if, if you don't, if you don't know how Patreon works, it's, uh, it's essentially a, um, it's a way for you to, for listeners or supporters of creative outlets to pledge a monthly amount sort of in support of, uh, of an outlet and, um, in, there are certain reward tiers that you can get to, to get access to certain content and other rewards. Um, right now, we have, we have uh, three. I guess technically we only have two rewards. Um, of course, we welcome even just a dollar a month uh, to, you know, to, uh, to show your support and help us along. Uh, we have the follower reward, and that's, that is getting access to our premium content and, and, uh, uh, to include Spirit Small Talk featuring Jordan Small. Uh, and then what I the one that I'm really excited about, Jordan, and, and uh, I, I think this is the one that many of our fans will appreciate, the Shirt Club. 
Yes. Uh, $6 or more per month. You get in the shirt club. And what that means is when we uh, when we design a shirt, uh, you get one. Um, and I'm hoping to do I'm hoping to do at, at least three uh, this season. At probably two, at least two players' shirts, if not a third, and then also a uh, a I want to say I want to say generic, but but a non-player uh, shirt um, that is still spirit themed, of course. Um, the benefit there is you automatically get a shirt. I guess maybe the drawback is um, if you don't like the player, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you you get the shirt if you, whether you want it or not, where uh, you can, you're a lot, we'll send it to you. Um, but Jordan, the part of this that I'm really excited about is, and, and I think that the, the listeners will appreciate to know this as well. Um, the, the, the two ways that the money of uh, the money in this uh, Patreon is going to be spent and one, one side uh, is going to help pay for the, uh, the the hosting for the for the website the hosting um, for the the podcast feed that we have and and the other little the designing shirts and stuff like that and then the other half Jordan we're sending off to Brockport University and putting Jordan Small's name on it yay school yeah, education that's right so um, at the end of the season when and by the by the end of the season I mean uh, when the N- NWSL season is completely over no matter where the spirit uh, end up. Um, whatever, whatever we have gotten through our Patreon at the end of that, uh, at, at that time, uh, we'll, sp- I'll split it in half and, and, uh, part of it will go to Jordan Small's tuition, uh, to show my appreciation, Jordan, for the hard work that you do here. I appreciate that. And, you know, gotta, gotta pay those bills. Yep. Do I get it? Oh, I get it. <laughs> yep. I, yep. Uh, trust me. When Patreon started, I was like, this is awesome. And then I was, and then my, my immediate thought was, why hasn't this been here forever? Like, why wasn't this here when I was first starting doing podcasting? I feel like I'm way behind on uh, on, on my creative dues. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. Uh, Lori Lindsay, nominated for the National Soccer Hall of Fame Class of 2018. That is exciting. Um, Well-deserved, too. Absolutely. There's some good names on that list, some good soccer names. Um both on the men's and the women's side, but so happy for Lightning. She deserves it, uh, has done great things on and off the field in the community and around the world. So um, very happy for her. Yeah, uh, you know, other people on the um, – on the, the ba- Alec Wagner uh, yes. al- also on the ballot, David Beckham uh is on uh, casual is, name yeah casual name i think some people have heard of him um there's a movie made about that has his name in it somewhere uh and then this is Lori Lindsay's first year of eligibility so uh very uh, very exciting for her um i don't i don't know what, what, what do you think do we think she's a, a first year a first ballot hall of famer or, or uh might might she have to wait a year um so i actually don't know how many people get in but I think she might have to wait a year just because, like I said, there are some strong, some strong names on that list. Yeah. Um, hopefully this is the year that Tiffany Milbert finally, finally gets in. But yeah, well, I think we'll have to, we'll probably have to wait a year or two on, on Lori, but I'm sure she'll get in eventually. Cause like I said, very, very good, um, both on and off the field, for the the soccer world 
Uh, what's nuts is that you know, I listed David Beckham, and looking at the um, there was no asterisk next to his name, which was which would indicate a first year ballot. Uh, and it's kind of crazy to me to think that he wouldn't be a first ballot yeah. vote in. But uh, again, I don't like like you. I don't I don't know how the um, how the soccer Hall of Fame necessarily works. Um, Jim Gabera, and this is this was posted on, on WashingtonSpirit.com yesterday. Um, Jim Gabera eager to be back in front of Spirit Squadron and fans at the 2018 home opener on March 31st. Well, he better be. He better be. I mean, if there's if there's anybody that deserves any credit for any <laughs> any excitement from last year last season, yeah. it's, just, it's the squadron. And, and I'm not trying to bash anybody in that. And, and but uh, you know, we all acknowledge that it was a it was a difficult season to get through as a fan, and I'm sure the players were just as frustrated. But man, Spear Squadron showed up uh, each game, and whether there was three of them or thirty of them, you could hear them. Um, and, and I think that, uh, you know, at the, at the finals two years ago, Christine Nairn was quick to, to mention the spirit squadron, uh, at the end of each season that I've been around, every player mentions the spirit squadron, uh, other teams have mentioned the spirit squadron, other team fan clubs are aware of the spirit squadron. Uh, they are are worthy of recognition, and uh, I I am a first year member, uh, Jordan. I decided to become a member since I show up to their tailgates and drink their beer. Um, <laughs> I decided that I should at least become a member um, of of the Spear Squadron. So excited to not only uh, you know I might I might one game decide to hang up the media pass and and walk in as a regular uh, regular old fan and kick it with a Spear Squadron. Um, that's what I got you for, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I think that I, the reason why I brought this up was I think it's, it's important and it's, um, it's nice to see the organization specifically recognize a segment of fans that have been loyal and, and, you know, they get, they buy shirts for the players, right? Like there's, yep. don't, you know, there's donated shirts for the players. They show up, they, they, you know, when there's off field activities, right? Like when Tori Huster does her fundraiser at the end of the, at the end of the season, they show up. Um, I mean, talk about, uh, you know, a great group of people. And, and uh, I will say that um, on the short list of, I don't say the short list, the, on the short, on the, the prime list, uh, the prime <laughs> section of the list of reasons why I like, uh, f- women's soccer and, and like wa- following the spirit, the spirit squadron are high up on that list. Yeah, absolutely. Great people. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of them already a part of the, sp- of the shirt club, Jordan. That is uh, true. And, and our Patreon. So that's, uh, it's very exciting. Uh, Jordan, I think, does that, does that wrap it up? Oh, I guess I, I do want to bring up one more thing. I, she's, she's not part of the Washington spirit. Okay, anymore. good. I was gonna, I was gonna get, get you for this. Yeah. Um, Stephanie LeBay um, is is moving on to the Calgary. Oh, what's her name? I have no idea. The what, like uh, men's minor league team or what? Calgary Foothills, the Foothills Football Club in Calgary. Uh, it's a men's team. Yeah. Um, she announced it as a challenge for herself. Um, people speculated that this was the option that was given to her. Um, 
I know nothing <laughs> of of uh, I don't know anything that would inform one or the other. Um, other than Stephanie LeBay does not suck at the game of soccer, yeah. uh, and I imagine that she she had I, I I can only imagine that she had options to play um, in many different places, and that she truly did choose this opportunity. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, uh, how all that plays out. For sure. Um, you know, she talked about it being, uh, the first time in a while she's been able to choose where she wanted to go play. But I think what's really interesting and many people have pointed this out is it's an under 23 team. So not really sure how that whole thing is going to work, but, um, you know she's from up there. I think this will do great to put in uh, to put butts in their seats because I've heard they've struggled to do that. So regardless, I think that'll be a positive at least from it. And I wish her all the best. Yeah, and w- to be honest, when I first saw it, I actually thought it was a coaching situation. Yeah. Like when I saw her tweet the picture of her wearing the jacket i was like oh snap she's gonna go coach um uh for a, a canadian men's team that's awesome but uh apparently there is a um is a is a playing opportunity so interesting to see how that plays out um uh, and like i said on last on the last show it's definitely of all the players that have left uh steph is the one that i'm i'm uh probably most interested in following um you know following their career past uh playing for the spirit so um, I don't know how to watch the Foothills fo- <laughs> Football Club. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to, how to get the stream on that. But if I can, I will. Uh, all right, Jordan. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, I almost missed the Steph LeBay news. Um, do, do we have anything else to talk about? Want to talk about the situation in Houston? Oh, that, old, uh, that's Kristen right. Because I I feel bad that I forgot about that too. Because I specifically said I had a, I had a, something to say about it. Um, I have, what what was it? Two, two years ago I was on, uh, man, what is, what is backline soccer's? Yeah. The scouting report. The scouting. I was on a scouting report the, the, the week after the spirit defeated, uh, Chicago at home in a game where, (laughs) in a game where, um, uh, Kristen press, uh, missed a goal that, um, you know, People hit the thought, hit the crossbar. Yeah, that's right. Hit the crossbar. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, man, that's rough. Um, and I criticized. I criticized not just her, but the, the Chicago organization for not having um, a key player available for for media. Um, and and since then, uh, you know, there's been a couple ways that she has moved professionally that I, I I'm not really that I don't. <sighs> It's. I'll let you go ahead, uh, since I, I have I have vented about uh, um, about this before. Uh, I would give you uh, the open floor to to, to uh, put your feelings out there on Kristen Pratt. And by the way, uh, re- reintroduce it because you did, you did cut out a little bit before we yes. went into this. So, uh, th- what exactly has happened in Houston? So, on draft day, Kristen Press was traded from. Chicago to Houston. Houston sent Chicago Carly Lloyd, which then flipped Carly Lloyd and 
Jen Hoy to Sky Blue for Sam Kerr and Nikki Stanton. I think I got that right all around. But um, we were under the impression, and we as media fans, pretty much everybody not within any organization, we were under the impression that um, everybody was going to go play where they uh, were traded. Specifically, Kristen Press was going to show up and play for Houston. And uh, Corey, and I cannot remember his last name, he is out of the, uh, the Houston Chronicle, or was until this week, uh, and he had reported all these past few months that you know, Kristen Press was going to show up. The Houston Dash were confident in it, and that was going to happen. Uh, then, earlier or late last week, it was announced that Kristen Press was not going to play for the Dash. Um, and my re- initial reaction was, you know, here we go again. A- another player is going to try and force their hand because they're not happy with where they are. And I get that and to a point, and it really frustrated me, and it still does. But now that I've seen some of the more details out of it, uh, apparently Kristen Press never agreed to go to Houston. Um, she had a short list of places she wanted to go, what have you. I think the key thing to take away from this is that there's still no free agency in this league. And that's a huge, huge deal. Um, Players kind of have to go where they want or where they are told to go in the NWSL or they're forced to go over to Europe. And um, I think that the league is probably going to lose a very talented player for this season to most likely the Swedish league because of the lack of free agency. And it kind of sucks. But at the same time, you kind of see a player that was traded somewhere because she wasn't happy in Chicago and gets to Houston is like, well, still not happy here. Trade me somewhere else. So uh, I think there's interesting uh, points to both sides and definitely we'll have to wait a while for the full story if we ever get it but um, I hope that something can be worked out to keep Kristen Press in the league but um, I know the one place she really does want to go is Portland and I don't want Portland to end up with half the national team just so that we don't lose players to other leagues because that's not fair to any other team in the league. Um, And we've complained about this in the past, and I'm sure it's not going to get much better here anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, this is is akin to to NBA fans that are kind of getting tired of players agreeing or trying to end up on the same team to, to form this powerhouse of a team that then makes the rest of the league far less competitive, right? And, and, oh. and it's, you know, 
Um, it's slightly different with because there is no free agency in the in the team in the players like just have to hope they end up there. But um, I, I think that as uh, as sports fans and and I I agree that the league is really messing up on this is not having some sort of free agency um, that there's that there's not an opportunity for a. A, a player to simply let their contract run out and be either released from the team or become a free agent. Um, but we just a, a franchise just collapsed. Um, it there's a new there's a brand new franchise or th- not a brand new one, but w- one has relocated right and yep. um, and we've had a massive move of talent um, with Carly Lloyd, Sam Kerr. Uh, and and uh, Kristen Press um, with the spirit moving moving players uh, Orlando uh, Orlando acquiring a moving a lot of the team or the league players just can't bail I, I'm, you can't simultaneously say we need the league to grow and then also bail because you're not that like a year didn't go the way you wanted it to, or the next season looks like it's not the perfect situation. And, and I know there's, I know I, I'm not going to tell anybody that what to do with their career, but those two ideas simultaneously happening won't work. Right. Yeah. You, you know, we want, we want talent in the NWSL. We want the league to grow. We want fans to get excited. Imagine being a fan, imagine being a Houston fan. You just got one of the best strikers in the world on your team. And now you find it out. That was Monopoly money, and you guys are sitting there with your hands in your pockets and are probably going to have another disappointing year. Yep. And, and, and then, you know, Houston – I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Houston, but uh, – or, you know, I'm sorry, Dash, but the Astros are probably going to be a lot more entertaining <laughs> this year than uh, a soccer team that, uh, that can't field, you know, many wins. And Chris and Press should do what she wants to do, but – Man, whoever dropped the ball on, the, on this communication really screwed the league, fan base, the growth of the uh, the growth of the the women's game in the United States. And yeah, I think this I think this one thing is that significant, especially in a year where there was a, where there was expansion or a, a franchise move and a collapse. The idea, you know, I mean, when when Crystal Dunn ran off to to Europe, we didn't know if she was going to come back, right? Yeah. You know, and so when Chris, like when Kristen Press leaves, we don't know that this is just a year for her to leave and then come back to a situation she wants. Maybe she doesn't come back. Maybe she enjoys playing in Europe. Maybe something develops there. Maybe the league. Maybe when it's time for her to come back, the league doesn't look as appealing. Uh, you know, Kristen Dunn doing it, and uh, who else did it? Um, help me out here. Uh, um, Morgan Bryan. Yeah, you know, with with these big name players making that move and, and setting the precedence that that's what you do when you're unhappy with your, um, with your current situation. Um, again, I'm all about having agency over your own career, but um, it's not good for the growth of a league that's still looking for true stability. And, and those are my thoughts. Those yeah. are my thoughts just, just outside the fact that Kristen Press, uh, whether this was her fault or not, Things that happen around uh, her, around decisions being made around her, seem to never really be as transparent or as clear as one would hope. For sure. 
All right. Well, I feel much better uh, getting that off <laughs> of my chest. Um, yeah, it's uh, it'll be so. Now I haven't followed up on this since you and I DM'd the day that it was sort of started to announce. Has she made a deal with anybody in Europe, or is it still rumored? Not that yet. Just, okay. Yeah, okay. kind of up in the air still. All right. Um, look, not that we need her, but hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she could score, score plenty of goals at the Plex. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Now, now that I have almost missed uh, the press story, and then I almost missed the what was the other story? I almost missed the LeBay well, story. Yeah. Um, are there any store other stories that I'm almost missing? Nope just just the game this weekend, and yeah. that's about. And then we're the season's right around the corner. It is. Are we getting? Have this week's roster will be a little little more complete, won't it? Yeah, I think. Um, I think it happens middle of next week. They have to have it in by, but okay. I'm going to practice tomorrow, uh, so I will be sure to check that out. And, yeah, exciting times. Absolutely. Spiritcoverage.com is the website. Uh, at Follow Your Spirit is the handle both on Twitter – or no, I'm sorry, at Spirit Coverage is the – uh, handle both on Twitter and Instagram because um, Twitter follow your spirit was one character too long uh, <laughs> and I could not I could not decide which character to omit so spirit coverage it was um, I'm excited it'll be fun I'm ready Jordan you'll be at the game I will not you will be at the game right I will be and yeah. the following week opening weekend Seattle Hooray. yeah yeah oh that's right that's right. I man, I forgot. I keep on thinking that our home, our game at home is our opening is the first game of the season. It's not. No. Oh my goodness. Oh. West it's Coast so, late night. Yeah, it's so close. I'm having I'm having people over for dinner that night, and um, Gotta kick I will. Them out. Yeah, that'll be that'll be sort of like. Well, I guess it's about that time as I'm like pulling <laughs> up my phone to start watching the Spirit game. Uh, wonderful. All right. Well, Jordan, we'll do this again next week to get your thoughts on any further news and the game in Richmond against the Courage. Sounds good. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain.